practice and Estevan is playing the drums and Gary's on the sound and me and Kurt and that's our church today but we're hoping you're listening in enjoying uh, the presence of the Lord with us and um, I want to turn your attention to uh, the Word of God for a moment it's found in Psalms 42 and 1 God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. I <clears throat> began to look at that word refuge, and it's a place of shelter and protection and safety. As I began to look at this and study this lesson, it dawned on me uh, this morning that I truly am in God's refuge right now. He is my refuge. I am in my refuge. And I'm excited about that fact that God loves me enough and cares enough for me that he has prepared a refuge for me. He is my refuge. We're people that desire to be comfortable. I've never met anybody that said I want to be uncomfortable. The word comfortable means affording or enjoying contentment and security, to be free from vexation or doubt, to be free from stress or tension, enjoying or providing a position of contentment and security applies to anything that encourages serenity. It means well-being or complacency, as well as physical ease. It suggests warmth, shelter, assured ease, friendliness, comfort, ability implies easily easiness, restfulness that induces or contributes to relaxation. What a long definition. It doesn't, I don't think anyone that's listening today would disagree with me that you don't want to be comfortable. Right now, some of you may not be as comfortable as you have been living, but we all desire to be comfortable. We purchase air conditioners in the summer and uh, heaters in the winter because we want to be comfortable. We surround ourselves with things that make us happy and feel comfortable. The people we associate with make us happy and we're comfortable uh, to be around them. The places that we visit make us happy, and often uh, a certain amount of comfort and food we eat makes us comfortable. We work hard and long so that we can obtain the things that we desire, the things that are pleasurable to us in order 
that we can be comfortable. We drive the type of cars we like because they're comfortable or either pretty. We live in homes. We live in the neighborhoods we live in because we feel comfortable living there. Have you ever heard the story about Alexander, the horrible, terrible, not good, very bad day person? If you haven't, let me tell you this story. Alexander was a boy about seven or eight years old, and he had one of those days when everything went wrong, disasters one right after another. Nothing went right. It was a horrible, terrible, not good, very bad day. For instance, when Alexander woke up in the morning, he discovered that he had gone to bed with gum in his mouth, and when he woke up, it was all over his hair. When he got out of bed, he tripped over the skateboard and skinned his knee, and then he dropped his sweater into the sink with running water. He said, I just knew it was going to be a horrible, terrible, not good, very bad day. Then he went to school. He forgot his homework and his lunch. And it turned out to be a horrible day there also. After school, he had a, her a terrible experience at the dentist's office. Then came supper, and he said, we had cauliflower for supper, and I hate cauliflower. And then he sat down to watch TV, and all it was was hugging and kissing. And he said, I hate hugging and kissing. Then my bath water was too hot. I got soap in my eyes. I lost my marble down the drain. And when I went to bed, my brother took back the pillow that he said I could have. And my Star Trek night light burned out. So I stumped my toe, fell on the bed, and bit my tongue. And all in all, he said, it was a horrible, terrible, not so good, bad day. When Alexandra finally came to the end of the day, he heaved a sigh and cried, I think I'll just run away. You may be sitting there today thinking, I just want to run away from all this that's going on. But my question is to you, where are you going to run? Where are we going to run? What's going to be that place we would run to? Have you ever felt that way before? Almost all of us have had those days of anxiety and stress, our nerves on end. We need to learn how to deal with these kind of situations. And as I read the Bible, I find no instant formula for spiritual maturity. You've got to grow into maturity. This comes through stress and strain and struggle as we endure to live for God in this life. There must have been times when the writer of this psalm felt like he was in a pressure cooker and couldn't get out. So he wrote the words of this psalm as he sought to deal with the stresses of his life. Listen to verse 1. God is our refuge and strength and ever 
present help in trouble. The Hebrew word trouble that he used means pressed in. Do you remember the old saying between a rock and a hard place? This is the kind of pressure that the psalmist is talking about. Verses 1 and 3 deal with the changes in nature. And the psalmist says, I will not fear. God is my refuge and my strength, even though the world around me might be shaking with fear. In verses 4 and 7, he speaks of changes taking place in our society. The psalmist said, I will not be moved even though nations are falling apart and even though society is deteriorating because God is my refuge and strength, I will not be moved. Verses 8 and 11 is almost as if the psalmist sits back after everything has been seen in our society and in nature, and he says, I will not let this stress and this situation in my life ruin my life any longer. I'm going to relax. I'm going to change gears, and I'm going to trust God. And get on with living in accord with God's will. Because he said, I am in my refuge. He says, I will not fear. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give away. Though the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam. And the mountains quake with their surging. It almost sounds as if the psalmist was reading the headlines of our newspapers and our news articles of this day. As Christians, how should we react to all of this that is going on? The psalmist says, I will not be afraid. My Lord, Jesus Christ, is still in command of the winds, the waves, the seas, the elements of nature. He's in control of this whole world. Therefore, I will not fear because God is my refuge and my strength. He said, I will not be moved in verse 4 and 7. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Here he pictures nations in an uproar. Kingdoms falling apart of great changes taking place. And it sounds just like our world today. Our society is falling apart but our security is not in this world our security is in Jesus Christ we are to look at the creator and not the creation 
We are to love the giver and not the gifts. This world has little to offer us. He says the earth can give way, the mountains can fall into the sea, and the waters can roar and roam and foam, and the mountains can quake. We are asked to turn to God, for He alone can be our refuge and strength. God is our ever-present help. He is our hope, and He is confident, and He is faithful. We have only one source of security. When the economy collapses and wars break out, natural disasters destroy our homes, our government fails, our health deteriorates, our friends betray us, God is still faithful, and I am so thankful today that I'm right in the middle of my refuge. We can stand steadfast because God is faithful. He's our strength because Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as Christians, we stand strong in this faith and our commitment that we have in the Lord. I am in my refuge. I will be filled with stress anymore. I will not be filled with it. Then it seems that the psalmist sits back and looks around at all the changes that have taken place, and he reflects on them with these words in verses 8 and 9. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. I am in my refuge. <clears throat> Do you realize that the psalmist is saying, in the midst of it all, I have decided that I will no longer let my life be filled with stress and anxiety. Anxiety, I am in my refuge. Why? Because God is my refuge and my strength. Someone said that three words can summarize how most of us spend our lives hurrying, worrying, and scurrying. It's time for us to take the psalmist to heart and be still and know that I am God. And let me close by giving you two points. Number one, God is always near and available to us. God never puts us on hold. We may be put on hold on the telephone or hold at the red light, on hold at the bank as we deposit our money, on hold in the post office, and on hold at the supermarket. But God is always available, and He is anxious to hear us whenever we want to speak to him. Some of our problems may be superficial, but others are deep. And God can willingly help us. So we must talk to him. 
then we must listen to him through his word and learn from him. Second thing that I'll close with, God's power is greater than anything in all the world. Greater than disease, greater than winds and storms and earthquakes or volcanoes. There is no greater power. God's power is sufficient to win the victories over any enemy that may come our way. The psalmist tells us again that God is our refuge and strength and ever help, present help in trouble. So don't be afraid to ask him for help. God's help works even when we can't help ourselves. When you get to a place you don't know what to do, you cannot figure it out. When you feel like you're all alone, just remember, you need to get in that refuge because God is our refuge. That very present help in the time of trouble. You need to be thanking God for that and you need to be excited about that this morning because that is so precious and powerful and we have that privilege to love Him and serve Him even in these trying times. God bless you this morning.